Welcome to Rhema for Today Radio. 2 Corinthians 4, 16 said, Though the outward man perisheth or is decaying, the inward man's being renewed day by day. Now that inward man is the new man. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. He's a new creature. But that outward man's the same old creature it was. You got born again. If you're as ugly, you're still ugly. Except there'll be a light on your face to make you look better. <laughs> but if you're pug nose, you still got a pug nose. Haven't you? If you get saved, you're bald-headed, you're still bald-headed, aren't you? You got born again. If you're blonde, you're still blonde, unless it was dyed or whatever. <laughs> then you change colors on it. Amen. If you got saved, some fellow came and got saved here tonight, and he had a beard. When he got saved, he still got a beard until he shaves it off. The outward man didn't change. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Today we continue the series, The Will of God in Prayer by Kenneth E. Hagan. Stay tuned as we listen to this powerful, timeless teaching. Also, later in today's program, I'll give you the details on this month's special offer. Right now, here's Kenneth E. Hagan's message. Open your Bibles to the fifth chapter of Matthew now. Now notice this uh, 44th verse. But I say unto you, love your enemies. Now that's New Testament teaching. The Old Testament was eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth, wasn't it? Huh? Bless them that curse you. Do good to them that hate you. And pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. Now that's clear enough. I doesn't need any explaining, does it? I mean, I mean, you can understand that, couldn't you? Amen. I send you, love your enemies. Yeah, but you don't know what they've done. What difference does it make? We know they're your enemies. Love them. Love your enemies. Bless them that curse you. Do good to them that hate you. Well, they just don't like me. Well, think of something good you can do for them. Now notice, Pray. What, what did Jesus say to pray for? Well, one thing he said to, to pray for is pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. Now then, you see, uh, this, this has to be New Testament because uh, you, you can't do that without the love of God. Amen. 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 The love of God has been shed abroad in our hearts, our spirits by the Holy Ghost. Now, you see, the Bible teaches us that there's an outward man and an inward man. And you know, 2 Corinthians 4, 16 said, Though the outward man perisheth or is decaying, the inward man's being renewed day by day. Now, that inward man is the new man. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. He's a new creature. But that outward man's the same old creature it was. You got born again. If you're as ugly, you're still ugly. Except there'll be a light on your face to make you look better. But if you're pug nose, you still got a pug nose, haven't you? If you get saved, you're bald-headed, you're still bald-headed, aren't you? You got born again. If you're blonde, you're still blonde, unless it was dyed or whatever. <laughs> then you change colors on it. Amen. If you got saved, some fellow came and got saved here tonight, and he had a beard. When he got saved, he still got a beard until he shaves it off. 
the outward man didn't change. Amen, isn't that right? Now, now there is a, a physical nature that we all have that's not sanctified. That's, that's where sanctification comes in. And that's the reason you need to present your bodies to God. And so when somebody persecutes you or despitefully use you, immediately the flesh wants to get him. Huh? The flesh will rise up. And you hit me and I'll hit you. You talk about me, I'll talk about you. But no, no, the love of God that's been shed abroad in our hearts. So we're to let the inward man dominate us and to crucify the flesh. What are you going to do with the flesh? God going to do something with it? No, it's not God's body, it's your body. Wherefore, I beseech ye, brethren, Romans 12, 1, by the mercies of God that you present your body. Who's going to present your body? You are, not me, it's not my body. I'm having a problem of my own much less deal with yours. No, I beseech you, brethren, that you present your body. Nobody can do it but you. It's your body unto God, a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto him with your reasonable service. Amen. So, you see, if, if, if the flesh is dominating you and you're a baby Christian, well, then when somebody persecute you or despitefully use you, you're wanting, to, you're wanting to get back at them or tell it on them or hurt them or do something that's going to, you know, let folks know about it anyway. But love doesn't do that. Pray for them. You just can't pray for folks and then uh, retaliate against them. Pray for them. Pray for them. Amen. Pray for them. And so, here's one thing we're told to pray for. Pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. Now notice, he went on to say, that ye may be the children of your Father which is in heaven. For he maketh the sun to rise on the evil and on the good. And he sendeth rain on the just and on the unjust. For if ye love them which love you, what reward have ye? Do not even the publicans the same? And if ye salute your brethren only, what do you more than others? Do not even the publicans so? Be ye therefore perfect, even your Father which is in heaven is perfect. Now you see, folks take that word perfect and run off with it, you know. But you see, he's talking about being perfect in the sense, loving your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, pray for them that despitefully use you, and persecute you. Then you're acting like God. Hallelujah. Can you say amen? amen. Now he went on to say in this sixth chapter of Matthew, because you see, this is all connected together with prayer. You notice that? Take heed that you do not your alms before men to be seen of them. Otherwise, you have no reward of your Father which is in heaven. If you're giving to help the poor or to help anybody just to be seen of men, then you've already got your reward. Forget it. 
Therefore, when thou doest thine alms, do not sound a trumpet before thee as the hypocrites do. in the synagogues and in the streets that they may have glory of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But when thou doest alms, let not thy left hand know what thy right hand doeth. Well, now you've got enough sense to know that he's using a figure here because your right hand couldn't do anything without your left hand knowing it and all the rest of your body knowing it. If your right hand can do something and the rest of your body don't know it, well, just get your finger hung in the car door and pull off your fingernail and see if the rest of your body don't know it. I mean, your stomach knows it. You'll even get sick at your stomach. So you know as well as I know that you couldn't do, give anything, or your right hand couldn't do anything without your left hand doing it, knowing it. But what's he saying? It's a figure of speech. He's just simply saying, don't publicize it where folks will brag on you or you will brag on yourself. To be seen of man. Well, you know, that same truth would, would, would spill over into the prayer area. We'll get to that just in a minute now. Well, let's go on reading. What's he saying? But when thou doest alms, let not thy left hand know what thy right hand doeth, that thine alms may be in secret. See, that's what he's saying. Just go ahead and help some poor person or some needy person, and, and others don't know about it. It's, it's a secret thing. And thy father which seeth in the secret himself shall reward thee openly. And when thou prayest... There we are again with prayer, aren't we? Huh? I told you it all, all, all went together, didn't it? When thou prayest, thou shalt not be as the hypocrites are. For they love to pray standing in the synagogues. See, that's the way they did back there then. And in the corners of the street that they may be seen of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. We oughtn't to ever pray just to be seen of men. Now we pray in public. Well, this is a public prayer meeting. But we're not praying to be seen of men. That's the reason very often you've heard me say it. I, I say to people, I'm, I'm just going to draw an imaginary circle around me and the Lord. I'm just going to act like nobody here but me. You do the same thing. We're, we're praying to the Lord in secret, so to speak, you see. I, I usually pray, I always do, if I'm out in public before I eat, you know, over my meal. But I don't make any show out of it. I'm not trying to show off or let people think I'm real spiritual. Amen. Sometimes I'll just sit there with my eyes open and pray. The folks don't even know it. They might have seen my lips moving. I'm not, I'm not praying to be seen of men. And I'm not praying to men. I, I'm expressing my thanks to the Father for his goodness, for his blessings. Are you listening to me? You're listening to Rhema for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. This month's special offer is the Overcoming Prayer Package, which includes the Art of Prayer book by Kenneth E. Hagan and the three CD series from Ken Hagan, Prayer, the Power Plant of the Church. 
Both tremendous resources are just $29.95. That's a savings of $6 off the retail price. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. Don't delay. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's 1-888-FAITH-99. Or if you prefer, write Kenneth Hagen Ministries. Our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. Don't forget, for faster service, order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagen. Guess what else is happening really soon? The Christmas, Christmas lights. lights. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. right. On Wednesday night before, before Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. They, they come on and they stay on till midnight on New, New Year's, Year's Day. Oh, well, about New 11 Year's o'clock Day. on New Year's yes. night. Yes. New Year's night. They're out there putting up lights now. That's right. They're hurriedly getting <laughs> them all hurried. done. I mean, they started in 1st of September, so they're uh-huh. on the downhill slide That's right, right now. And I'll tell you what, this campus looks so beautiful with all of the lights um, glowing. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's awesome. If you're in, anywhere in the area, or it's just worth the drive to come down and see. It is. The two million I mean, lights. People come from Kansas and Arkansas and all over Oklahoma. They come in from everywhere. I saw church bus is last year from Arkansas, Missouri, Kansas, mm-hmm. as I was out here on the campus, and these buses would drive through, and then you can see, you know, certain certain church from so somewhere in Arkansas, right. Kansas, Missouri, they come in from all over. You might want to come too. It's something to see. Call today to get this month's special offer, the Overcoming Prayer Package, which includes the Art of Prayer book by Kenneth E. Hagan and the three CD series from Ken Hagan, Prayer, the Power Plant of the Church. Both tremendous resources are just $29.95. That's a savings of $6 off the retail price. Call now. The number to call is 1-888-FAITH-99. That's toll-free, 1-888-FAITH-99. Tomorrow on Rama for Today, we continue with the teaching by Kenneth E. Hagan, the will of God in prayer. Thanks for listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan.